Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Majai. And I'm Kevin Close. And as you can see, we are not in the studio. Uh, we were going to record an episode in the studio, but if you watch the Diz Unplugged from this week, you know we had a really big storm. So it made us all jump. Really did. And we had to stop what we were doing, and we, we couldn't go on with that show, and we couldn't record a show afterwards. <clears throat> so we are back in our backyard. Big backyard. He says easily. Backyard. On our porch. Uh, and we're going to do our best to uh, give you some information. Specifically about our Alani trip. Um, we just got back from three weeks at Disney's Alani Resort. and Seems saw. like a long time ago. Does seem like a long time ago. And we had a really good time. And we did a lot of different things. We did a lot of things we haven't done before. So we're going to share those with you. Probably in later episodes, this specific episode is going to be um, questions and answers. When I was at Alani, I had people tweet me and say what some questions they were had about what questions they had about Alani, and uh, so I've compiled those and we're going to answer those for you. You ready to get going? I am. If I keep looking down, it's because I have a dog who wants all of my attention. That's right. I'm sorry. We're also doing something very unusual. We don't sit like this and <laughs> in this position and talk to a camera. So. Yeah, we do. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> we do this a lot. I should we do. Um, all right, so I want to get started with some general information. Um, not It's not specifically related to any question we're going to get, but things that we learned this trip. Okay. I shared some of this on Instagram. I shared some of it on Twitter, but I want to kind of compile it for you. First and foremost, magic bands are coming to Alani. Um, this is a pretty big deal. They're uh, going to have the same magic bands that Disney will have, and it will be the same process. So you can <clears> attach <throat> your fast passes? Yes, your fast passes, you know, okay. for the water slide. I shouldn't say that. There's no fast passes for the water slide. No but it's going to be, you know, you're going to, uh, when you make your reservation, you'll have the fast passes, the magic bands. <laughs> now you got me doing it. The magic bands can either be sent to you or waiting for you at the resort. And you can pay with your magic band, and you can get towels with your magic band. At the pool, right. And all of those things. Right. And obviously enter your room, for sure. Um, one you can th- charge with them. Correct. One of the things we wanna, I want to mention is that someone asked, will there be specific, special Hawaii magic bands, Alani magic bands? No one had an answer for this for me. You know so, Disney's making money. You know they're going to sell you one. Sure. Yeah. So probably what will happen is like the Walt Disney World ones, they'll be the plain colors, and then you'll have to pay for something that's special. It's Disney. It is Disney. Uh, as to when this is going to be fully implemented, nobody at the resort knew. The best answer I received was the process started last September, um, and they believe it was September of 2018, and they believe it'll be completed by September of 2019. So that's the best answer I can give you right now, but we'll see. Keep an eye out for Magic Bands coming to Alani. Um, the next thing I want to mention is we had they had the freestyle soda machines at Alani. Very exciting. They used to just have the soda fountains where you went and picked, you know, Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite. Now you can do all the different flavors. I don't know how many flavors there are. 75. No, there's not 75. I don't know how many. You have no idea how many. No, I made it up. And you can go and you can get different flavors in your sodas and stuff. My favorite is the caffeine-free Diet Coke with raspberry. That's an excellent piece of information to share on a podcast. (laughs) And what we have is um, there are three of these machines at Lou Cafe. There are machines at the other drink location. And there's another drink location near Ama, near Ama Ama and uh, Auntie's Beach House, but that has not been converted to a freestyle machine. There you just get the regular fountain drinks. So it was very nice. Um, they had a nice, I gotta stop saying um. They've got a nice setup uh, with a ice dispenser before the actual machine so you can get your ice and then you can go and get your soda. And with three machines, it, it wasn't a long wait. Get soda. No, there was a little bit of traffic now and then, but it moved quickly. Right. But mostly from people who didn't know what to do. Right. You know, people 
freak out and don't know how to use a machine. So, But that was a nice uh, surprise when we were there, a nice treat when we were there. Uh, the other thing that I want to mention, too, is there's a new policy for wristbands uh, in the at the pool and the water location. What happens is when you go to the pool, you have to show your room ID, and they give you a wristband, and that shows that you are supposed to be at the pool, and you might be asked to show your wristband throughout the day to prove that you're supposed to be there. The pools are pretty cool. They're trying to keep people who aren't staying at this hotel out of them. Exactly. So if you're a DVC member, you get a special DVC member wristband, which is sparkly and cool, and it says DVC member. Everybody else gets a plain single color wristband and they change each day they do well the cool things is you see the kids who have them like all the way up their sleeves uh, all the way up their wrists with uh, we, had a, we saw adults doing that yeah too. it's our adults what i wanted to say the new policy is is that if you don't have your dvc card with you you can't get the dvc member wristband it used to be show your room key and they could tell from your room key that you were a dvc member but now if they want to actually see your DVC member card, that's so that folks who are staying there on rented points or if someone else has booked a room for you, a friend or family, you are not the actual member. You don't get the perk. And part of that, the reason for doing that, is because DVC members get a discount. Right. They discount on food and on certain purchases. So you show the wristband and that shows you're eligible for the discount. Without the DVC member wristband, you don't get those discounts. In three weeks, we never once remembered to bring this with us. <laughs> no, that's true. We didn't. And a lot of times it was, should we go back and get it? Oh, no, it's too far no, away. I'll pay the extra dollar. It's all the way up in the hotel. Um, I want you to talk about this for a little bit. Okay. Because you were, you were the one who was most, I don't want to say upset, but impacted by it. The food at the Ulu Cafe has changed. In the oh, back. my gosh, yeah. Go ahead. I was upset. You were upset. The Ulu Cafe and their grab-and-go used to have things that we really enjoyed. It was a wider variety. I had a particular like for Vietnamese shrimp spring rolls. And on more than one occasion, had them as my meal. And I was very excited to go back. I, I'm not going back to Alani for shrimp rolls, but... You know, that's a nice option. That's the thing you like. One of those things where you think about when you're planning your trip. Right. And you go, remember those really great spring rolls you could get? Oh, I could go get them for lunch one day. Yeah. We could sit by the pool and have those. And it's a turkey sandwich, a ham sandwich, a chef salad, or not a chef salad, a Caesar salad or a Caesar salad with chicken. That's the options now. Those were the know. options. Now, there is some hot food, and they will make you pizza. And they do offer a poke bowl selection. But those are things you have to wait in line for. This was a grab-and-go. And they used to have a Chinese salad, similar to what they make in um, Wolfgang Puck in Disney World at, at Disney Springs. They had that Chinese chicken salad that was really good. Those things were all gone. Yeah. They didn't... Those, And I asked. I asked if they were... I had just been there at the wrong time. Did I miss the spring roll rush? And they just looked at me like they had never heard of what I was talking about. So, in my opinion, that is a, that's a minus. Yeah, again, I think the best way to describe it is that, that it seems like the grab-and-go items have been dumbed down. Yeah, it's like, <clears> I'm going to be honest with you. Plain sandwiches. It's like, it's like gas station food now. There's nothing there that would say, I would say to you, oh, go to the Ulu Cafe and get their turkey sandwich. It's You could get it anywhere. Yeah. I will say this, we had their, their poke ball one day. We loved it. It was delicious. So that's a great option. But again, it's not a grab-and-go item. It's only served during the day. It's not an evening item. I believe it's up until like 2 or 3 o'clock. That's how we found out that they didn't have those things. We, came, we were out for the day, and we said, let's just go grab something at the Ulu Cafe, and we'll have dinner that way. And I, I was disappointed. Now, the plus side of the Ulu Cafe is they have this cookie. <laughs> Talk about the I cookie. I have called them everything under the sun. <laughs> they are called crinkle cookies. And they're unbelievably $4 a piece. <laughs> and all I can tell you is, sell your stuff. They're worth it. Delicious. Um, kind of a soft baked cookie. The outside is crisp. And when you bite into it, the middle is soft and almost gooey. It's kind of Chocolate. like the cookie version of a molten lava cake. Yeah. But they're not warm. And... I'm not joking. They're three ninety nine. However, 
I, I think we were there more than once to get them. They were delicious. You need uh, milk with them, though. All right, so a couple of those are things I wanted to make sure we got in as far as what we noticed new on this trip. Um, look for several shows, several dream shows about our trip to Alani. We did a whole bunch of different stuff, a whole bunch of new stuff this trip, including a bunch of great places we've been to eat and a couple of clunkers. So we're going to hopefully get a show together about the places where we ate and what we've We done. ate at what was supposed to be one of the 10 best restaurants in all of Oahu. We left our food on the table. It was mostly inedible. We'll get into that in another episode. All right, let's get going. Let's start with our questions. Our first question is, uh, I apologize, I don't want to look off camera, but is Alani a good choice for a first-time visit to Hawaii? Uh, also, how many days do you think people should spend at Alani? Is Alani a good, time, a good place for a first-time visit? It's going to spoil you. I would suggest... Everybody asks the same question when we tell them we're going to Hawaii. Well, how many islands are you going to? And we have visited many of the islands. We took a cruise where we went island to island. We've been to Maui. We've been to the Big Island. We've been to Lanai and Kauai. And what we found is that Oahu has all of the things that we like to do. There are things we liked on each island, and we find that the majority of them are available to us on Oahu. So this is our choice. Is Alani a good place to go? Well, for I would, first time. I would say, is the, is the Grand Floridian a good hotel for your first hotel stay? Yeah. It's one of those things that it's going to set a bar. Um, Alani is also out of the way from the main tourist areas, in my opinion, of Oahu. There's Waikiki, there's the Pearl Harbor area, and all those things. Oahu, excuse me, sits a little bit further out. I enjoy that. I enjoy the hubbub, I enjoy the, the high life, I enjoy the activity. I like getting out away from that, and Olani to me is paradise. I, there were days that we never left the hotel, and that's okay. There's enough to do. So, yeah, I think Alani is a great choice. However, it is going to spoil you for everything else, in my opinion. How many days do you suggest for a first visit? I wouldn't. It depends on where you're coming from. If you're coming from the West Coast, I understand it's a much shorter plane ride. Coming from the East Coast, it's a good 10 hours. And that's if you get to a big hub. It was 10 hours, nine and a half hours from Atlanta. So, it's a long it's a long trip and it takes you it took us a day or two to get used to the time difference so i would say i think you need a week unless you're doing this as part of other islands or you're coming from the west coast or if you're coming from australia australia and japan are much closer to hawaii so there were a lot of people there because it's a shorter plane ride if you're coming from the east coast i think you need a week so we stayed the longest we've ever stayed this trip just shy of three weeks. One day shy of three weeks. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a reason for that. Right. The reason for that is we were supposed to go last year, and the day before we were supposed to go, I fell and broke my arm. Now, John can explain the points to you, but we had booked used points to book, and Alani and Disney were nice enough to give us those points back, but we had to use them now. So we went for 20 days. And... I think, in my personal opinion, um, this was a little too long for a couple of reasons. First of all, for myself and trying to work, being uh, six hours behind where the folks who work for me are, mostly in the East Coast, it made it difficult for I would wake up and then their day would be already in full swing. And almost over. Almost over when I was uh, back after our day and checking email people were gone so I couldn't get things done so I was having trouble working and I realized this is a vacation but we work during our vacations it just is what it is and the other thing is is that it's you, you feel like you're behind the world is the only way I can say it it feels like things are happening like news and other stuff going on in the world when you are uh, sleeping and when you're ready to do those things, maybe watch the news or, or, or get involved in your day, things have already taken place. So I was being, I felt like after maybe two weeks, I was feeling very, very disjointed. 
and I was anxious to get back home and get back into the swing of things. My personal opinion, two weeks would be the sweet spot. That's where I felt about I agree. it. I would also say that... And I was missing stuff at home. I was missing the dogs and my bed and, you know, the comforts of being home. It's just part of it, you know? You create a comfort zone for yourself. And, well, this was lovely. After three weeks, after two weeks, actually, I started to think, oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Oh, the dogs. I miss the dogs. Oh, I miss this. Oh, I miss that. It, it just seemed a little, a little too long for right. us. So I think, personal opinion, two weeks is the sweet spot for a trip to Hawaii. Especially, you know, if, if you're going to stay on one island like Alani. Again, we're going to talk about Oahu. Like on Oahu, at Alani. We're going to talk a lot about, in future shows, the different things we did this trip because we stayed so long. You know, but if you're looking for a relaxing beach vacation, I think two weeks is right where it should be. All right, moving on. What is the hardest part about adjusting to the time difference? You talked about this a little bit. Any tips for making it a better process? I think your flight helps. We got a flight this time where we uh, we have to fly to Atlanta from Orlando. And we got to Orlando, Atlanta fairly early in the morning. Our <clears> flight <throat> out of Orlando was the crack of dawn. We got a flight out of Atlanta fairly early in the morning. I think it was 9.30, which put us in Olani at, or Oahu excuse me, at 4.30 in the afternoon. And our, our first stop is always emergency rations because we're, exa- we're all exhausted. We've been up a very long time. Try to sleep on the plane. I'm not good at it. But it puts you in Hawaii at a time when you would be having dinner and quieting down and getting ready to go to bed anyway. So I think that helped us this time. That was a huge, huge help for us. Because Kevin, you know, really hit the, the nail on the head, got it spot right. When we got there, we got the car, we went and we did what we had to do, we got to Alani, we could check in. Our room was ready at that time. So there wasn't that, that waiting period? Right, where your luggage is being handled and you're trying to figure out what to do. We tried our very best not to go to sleep right away, so we had dinner and we hung out. We did go to bed early. We did, but you got to figure... If you add six hours to whatever the time is in Hawaii, that's the time that we left. So when we finished dinner at six o'clock, six o'clock, it was really midnight. Um, but it was the right time to go to bed. It wasn't like we were going to bed at eleven o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you, the other thing that John said, which really surprised me, I had never thought of it before. One of the things that we do at the end of the night is we sit down and watch some TV. And I'll admit it, we watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm committing this to... Sure, I was trying to tell them we watched PBS right. and Great Masters. And yeah, things. We, don't. we watched The Real Housewives. But it was on at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, 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 I made no bones about it. I love the Tony Awards. I'm a Broadway fan. It was on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. So... It kind of messes with your time a little bit. Now, that's something that I would have watched at the end of my day. But it was... So it messed that up a little bit. So we found ourselves getting up much earlier in Hawaii. First of all, it's very hard to sleep when you know the Pacific Ocean is just outside your um, outside your window. So you're up early. There's noise outside your room. The Pacific Ocean's out there. The sunrise is coming up. Watching Olani wake up is beautiful. So we found ourselves getting up earlier and going to bed earlier. The biggest tip that we give people in general about jet lag is try not to go to sleep. Try not to nap when you get to your destination. Try to get to at least a point in the day where it's normal for you to start to go to bed. Even though it's earlier than you would do, you can still go to bed at a time that, quote-unquote, makes it a little bit more normal. If you fall asleep at 1 o'clock when you arrive somewhere, you're all messed up. Right. The other thing I would tell you, this helps me, and I've taught everybody that travels with me. When you get on the plane, your last plane, you can't do it before that because you'll mess up your flight. When you're on the plane that's going to take you to your destination, change your watch to the time you're going to be living at. So when we got on the plane in Atlanta, I was getting off the plane in Hawaii. I moved my watch six hours back because it's six hours earlier there. And mentally, I start, in my mind, start living 
like it's that time. It works going to Europe for me, too. I, I convince myself it's later than it is that way. I find that helps a great deal so that you don't hit the ground thinking, what time is it? What day is it? I also want to add one more thing about the uh, about sleeping is that you're going to probably, because you're sort of sleep deprived, you're going to fall asleep earlier, but I think you'll wake up with the almost right time. We found we were doing that. While it wasn't exactly when we were waking up, it was still about the right time. Um, you know, some people might be messed up and get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. We didn't find that to be the truth. Not this time, but, but I think a lot of that has to do with the way we flew. Also, coming back. You know, we we had the jet lag coming back. Um, but, boy, our flights worked out. We were able to get here at a time where we were to go about our day. We flew overnight this time. Yeah. We left late in the afternoon. We checked out, went to lunch, returned the car, and went to the airport. And we got back into Orlando at 11 o'clock the next day because of the time difference and it seemed like that was the right thing to do you know we had to go get some groceries to put in the house we had to get things done on our first day back so we were back on a regular schedule fairly early and I think scheduling your flights can help with that alright so let's move on to our next question what is, fa- what is Alani like for families my kids are great travelers and love cruise ships there's the dogs. Um, would they love Alani as well? Yes. <laughs> yes, plain and simple, yes. A million percent yes. yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff for families to do. There's a lot of stuff for kids to do. Um, depending on the age of the kids, there's the kids' clubs and there's the... There's pools the water. for every age. Right. From the very young, which is more like a splash pad with things that dump on you and things like that, to the lazy river, to water slides, to an adult pool. The other thing is, Alani has many, many activities scheduled throughout the day. There's jewelry making, there was lotion making, there was sand dollar painting, there were hula lessons, there were cooking lessons. That's not my idea of a vacation. I don't have children, so I don't partake in those. But there, you could see people doing them all over. There's, there's a great activity where they give kids an iPad. It's got a built-in plastic case around it, and you um, do the scavenger hunt and look for the menahunis. Those are the little sprites throughout the resort who cause mischief. And some of them talk, and some of them sing, and some of them do other things like spit water. So, great for kids, absolutely positively. If your kids love a cruise, you're going to love Alani because there seems to be there's a sort of a, a shared mentality of how they approach children with activities and things that they can do. And they're going to crash at the end of the day. Right. Um, So let's go on. Let's move on to our next question. My boys are ages 5 and 9. I wonder what their kids' club is like. Can I drop my boys there and get adult time for a while? We've done it a couple times now. We've talked about the kids' club. We've done a tour of it. And we've talked to some of the folks there and, and discussed what the activities are. The Kids Club is amazing. I have to um, tell you about my favorite feature. Good. It's always sunny in Hawaii. And when it's sunny, kids want to go out play and play. And there is an activity yard out back where they play games and they have races and they have organized things. But then inside they have a room and it's called the rain room. It very rarely rains in Hawaii. Well, that's not true. It very rarely rains for long in Hawaii. So what happens is when it rains, kids come inside and uh, do quiet things. And there's this giant TV and there are books and there are sofas and uh, blankets. And But what's really cool about it is the room is designed so that outside the windows, it's raining. The sky's a little gray. And it's almost like there are thunderstorms going on outside of this room. It's all Disney Imagineering, but it's a great place. The minute I went in there, I thought, oh, this would be a great place for a nap. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a dress-up corner. There are these amazing tables that are touchscreen. The top of the tables are games. I remember playing one. We got to tour it, and it was all about um, catching certain goldfish. And the goldfish would go skittering across the screen, and you had to try and touch them. I could have spent the day in there. 
there's story time with Auntie, there's different activities, or they're doing things with the different aged kids appropriate for the age group. Uh, you will absolutely be able to drop the kids off and go and have fun. There is um, a point in the day, very early in the day, when you can go and visit Auntie's Beach House and get a before tour it opens. open before it opens, and they start taking the kids in. So you can go and see it and make sure that it's to your liking, but... This is one of those things, kind of like the kids' club on the Disney Cruise Line, where you think, oh, my kid's not going to be happy, going to be away from me, my kid's going to be upset. You're going to have to drag them out of there. This isn't kid storage. Right, exactly. They're going to love it. So, yeah, five and nine, they're going to love the kids' club. They're going to love the pools. They're going to love everything about Alani. There's a shark reef. You can go swimming with sharks. Right. All right, so... It's called Rainbow Reef. uh, Next question. We have three girls... 18, 14, and 11. And our older two are worried that there's not enough to keep them occupied. Their ideal location is Walt Disney World. Rope drop to kiss goodnight. What is there to do for a young adult and a mid-teen? So in addition to all the other stuff we mentioned, of course, you know, all day long they're going to be in the pools and in the ocean and paddle boarding and canoeing and swimming and, and snorkeling and doing all that stuff. Um, there are teen clubs, teen activity clubs. And they're um, not going to like it. I'm going to be honest with you, yeah, the feedback we got out from a lot of that is that, you know, it's not cool, it's not fun, it's kids hanging out and not... I'm just being honest. Yeah. There are shuttles to the shopping center. Well, I was going to say, that's what I think is, is the, will make the difference here, is um, we went to see a movie at a local shopping area, very close to Alani, and Alani offers shuttles to it. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the shopping area because I know I'm going to mess it up. I don't remember. But it's pretty much every half hour you can go to... It's the, about a mile and a half, maybe two miles from Alani. Go to the concierge desk, get a schedule for the van to go over. There's, I don't want to say ton of shopping, but there's definitely enough to keep, to keep an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old girl occupied. Absolutely. Right? For there's a movie shops. theater. There's a food movie court. There, it's an outdoor mall. I mean, it, it's a right. It's an outdoor mall. It's um, not covered. It's not all enclosed. We had a good time there. We spent a couple of hours and went to a movie. No, it is not. Olani gets quiet in the evening. Right. Unless you are want to go listen to music, or sit in a bar, it does get quiet in the evening. However. I am not the most active human being on earth, but by the time nighttime rolled around, I was ready to call it a day. We had active, busy days, and I think if your kids are active and busy during the day, this is not the same as Disney rope drop till they throw you out. It's a different it's a different thing. But if that's what you're looking for, then you're going to have to travel off Olani. You're good. I mean, Waikiki is enough to keep you busy from rope drop till you get kicked out. So, right, depending on how long your vacation is, you know, how many days is that going to occur? How many days are you going to go to get the shuttle and go to the mall and go to Waikiki? I think their days will be fun-filled. I think nights are going to be quiet. But there's a reason why the nights are quiet. Because, again, you are busy all day, every day, that people go to sleep. But and also they, they had outdoor movies every night. Right, right. And they had um, they have camp. Little, they have a campfire, a storytelling. I'm getting this wrong. There's a name for it, but you make s'mores and listen to them tell stories out by the campfire. I apologize. I don't remember the. There's name. also the luau. We'll talk about that on another show. We did the luau. So you, they could absolutely be busy all day, every day, but I don't think that that's really something that's going to happen. I mean, I think people are going to wind down at night because again, you're out all day doing all of these fun things in the sun and having a great time, then at night you kind of need to wind down a little bit. I agree. So, that's my opinion. I agree. And I'm sticking to it. All right. Is there enough variety in restaurants at Alani for a week's stay? Are there other places nearby you can visit and dine? No and yes. Right. There are not <laughs> enough places uh, at Alani for a week's stay for you to eat someplace different every okay, meal, next question. every night. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, for sure some restaurants we like more than others and, and ones we like for meals more than others. And the other thing we want to make sure you, you guys understand too is the restaurants in Alani are expensive. 
It's Disney. Hawaii in general is expensive, but Alani is very expensive. You're not only at Disney, at an Alani, at a Disney resort, you're also in a very expensive area. The neighborhood where uh, Disney, or Alani is located is called Ko'olina. And Ko'olina is quite the enclave. So, yeah, you're not going to eat every meal at Alani. You're not going to certainly eat every night at Alani. Too expensive, not enough variety. You're going to want to go other places. We've mentioned this before. Other shows have mentioned this before. Within walking distance to the resort is a shopping area. And this is the first trip where I've actually walked there. There are times when I've joked about, oh, yeah, it's too far for me to walk. It is very much an it's easy walk. Yeah, it's, it's a three super, blocks. super easy walk. And across the street there, it's across the street from Milani, there is an ice cream store. There's a coffee store. There's a restaurant that everybody in the world except us loves called Monkey Pod. People think Monkey Pod is the best. We do not. And there are people who will tell you that Kevin and John are lunatics. That Monkey Pod is the best ever. We haven't found it to be so. You should go try it. But it's across the street. There is also something called the ABC Store. And if you've never been to an ABC Store, they're all over Hawaii. They're in other places. It's in the Las Vegas airport. And you can get a bottle of really obscure liquor... And you can get chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. And you can get nail clippers and a souvenir t-shirt and pa- grab-and-go food. Flip-flops to ukuleles is how I describe it. It's you not a, small, a large store. However, it might be the most... Product. Product. The most products I've ever seen in one place. We like a very specific kind of spaghetti sauce here in Orlando called Rayo's Sauce. And sometimes it's hard to find here in Orlando. They had it at the ABC store. So They've got hot food there. They've got grab-and-go stuff, which we've done. We did a couple of nights. Of fresh very vegetables. Good. Fresh vegetables. In addition, there is a taco place. There's a Mexican restaurant called Just Tacos. Yep. There um, is um, Island there. Pizza. Island Pizza. It's a good, it's a decent pizza. And this is from a New Yorker and a New Jerseyite. New Jerseyan? A Jersey boy. Um, It's good pizza. It costs as much as your college tuition, but it's good pizza. And they deliver, and we'll meet you in the lobby if you don't feel like walking the three blocks. So we've got, uh, you've got tacos, you've got pizza, you've got a, there's another place over there that was new to us called uh, Eggs and Things. Eggs and You, Eggs and Things. Eggs and Things. It's a breakfast place, and at breakfast it was really crowded. Later in the day it wasn't. And then there's a island barbecue place. And in the three weeks we were there, I didn't ever see a person in there. There's no person in there. So I... That tells me something. There were lines at other restaurants. There was never a line here. So here's some options for you for your your whole week at Alana. You can certainly walk over there, do those things, grab and go at ABC Stern and bring it back. The... Walking the other way across from Alani is um, a, a golf course that has a Roy's in it. And Roy's is a national chain of restaurants. We ate there this trip for the first time and surprisingly had a really good meal, an excellent meal. So there's another option for you to go. And they're open for lunch and dinner. Yeah. And there is something I should tell you. Roy's is in the United States. We have one here in Orlando. If you have gift cards or gift certificates from a mainland Roy's, they are not good at the Roy's in Koalina near Alani. Just the way they are. I don't make the rules. Nope, that's just their weird rules. And if you buy gift cards for Roy's in Koalina, they don't transfer to the mainland. Apparently those two systems don't talk. But... We had eaten there once many years ago when Alani first opened, and we weren't impressed by it. We went back for dinner. It was our farewell dinner, and there were five of us, and the five of us thought it was the best dinner of our vacation. So, yes, restaurants at Alani, you can certainly do a couple of days at Alani. You can walk across the street to these other places. And then the other option is there are places nearby. If you have a car, certainly the entire island is available to you and again we're going to do a show on restaurants we've been to and restaurants we love you can go to a bunch of really great places all around the island 
However, there's even some places that are close enough that you could take an Uber to. Um, there's one of our favorite places is actually an Italian restaurant called Asagio's. And it's a $10 Uber ride. One of the folks in our group did it, met us there, and spent 10 bucks to go there. Great food, great portions. Again, you have to keep in mind, Hawaii is expensive. And that this is, everywhere you go, it's going to be more than you think it should be. But it was still what I consider good food for a good price. There's also a market, a restaurant right nearby. On the other side of the island, there is a market that I love. I think it's been there since the 1920s. It's called the Kalapawi Market. It's in um, Kailua. And I don't know what the draw is. Maybe it's reincarnation. Maybe it's something that I have memories. This place calls to me. They have opened another uh, location, a restaurant, and it is the restaurant that we went to the most times while we were in Hawaii. It's called the Kaupaui Market. And again, it's maybe a $10 Uber ride from Olani. And during the day, it's sandwiches and soups and things like that. And at night, it's a sit-down restaurant with a really varied menu. It's one of my favorite places. Absolutely. So again, there are a lot of options for you to eat. You're not going to go hungry. You're not going to be forced to, you know, eat burgers at every meal or $10 hot dogs at every meal. And if you have a, a, a room with a, if you have a one bedroom or uh, more than that and you have a kitchen, you might come a time when you've spent outside all day outside in the sun and being active that you think, you know what? I think, you know, whatever we purchased at the market is good for dinner. I mean, we made dinners a couple of nights, and almost every day we made breakfast. Again, if you're staying in a DVC uh, unit, you can get one with a kitchen. Not That's not available to the, uh, you know, the resort, quote-unquote, side of the hotel. Again, a lot of options for you. You're not going to go hungry. Again, truthfully, I have to be honest with you, you're not going to eat every meal at Alani. You're not going to want to eat every meal at Alani. It's just not... Ama Ama is very upscale, and the prices reflect that. Ama Ama for breakfast is wonderful. Yeah, one of our favorite things. Um, other than that, it's a little bit of grab and go. There is um, the Oleo bar, and it's called the Oleo Room, and it's a bar, and they have um, I would think more nibbles than right, dinners. Right. There is a character buffet, and it's fun once. I can't imagine you wanting to do it a second time. Right. So again, there's stuff there for you to do for sure, but don't, I'm going to say don't fixate on the fact that you have to stay in Alani and eat Alani's food and be there for that the whole time. Easily walking distance to several options for you and easily. I agree. Nice choices for Uber rides. All right, let's move on. Um, Is there a shuttle from Waikiki to Alani so you can visit during the day or do you need a to rent a car to get there? There are no shuttles to Waikiki, from Waikiki to Alani, or vice versa. It's just not offered. Um, you would have to either rent a car and do it, or again, you could Uber out. It's Uber's readily available on Oahu. I think you're probably talking more of a $50 Uber. Yeah. So, you know, again, I would say rent the car. If you really want to go and visit Alani for the day, that's certainly an option for you. And I want to also talk about, too, that at Alani, shuttles are available. We talked about the shuttle to the uh, to the mall that I can't pronounce. I would call that more of a local mall. Right. The high-end shopping is in Waikiki, and it's everywhere, or the Alamoana Center, which is... I've been there many times. I still haven't seen half of it. Huge, huge. So, but there's another shuttle. Um, There's the Koalina shuttle. Alani is located in Koalina. And this is a shuttle that runs all day. And it goes down to the marina. It goes down to beaches at the end of Koalina. It goes to Roy's, uh, to the golf course. And it goes to the ABC store. So you can ride the shuttle around there. You're just not going to easily get to and from Waikiki. Or Pearl Harbor. A, or, yeah, any place else around the island, unless you have a car, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something I just learned. We went to Roy's, and Roy's is the restaurant for the Koalina Country Club. And across from Roy's, there was what people would call the pro shop. And if you I found souvenirs there that I didn't see anywhere else. 
lot of them were gold themed, but there were some clothes and other things that I thought were really kind of cool. This is not inexpensive. This was kind of pricey, but it's part of a country club. And it's the pro shop at the Koalina Country Club. And if you're looking for something that you're not going to find in any other store, I would tell you to look there. Excellent. All right, next question. Do you recommend staying in Honolulu first and seeing the sights, then going to Alani afterwards for a few days to relax, or staying in Alani the entire time and touring from there? We are big fans of Alani. As if you couldn't tell, we are. We should go to Alani for sure. I think making Alani your home base is the right decision. I think there's a misconception about how far things are from Alani. We've, we've told this story before. We told somebody we wanted to go to the North Shore, and she clutched her chest and said, Oh my gosh, that's so far away. How far away is it? It's 25 miles. So The island is 24, hour, 24, mi- 24 miles wide. <laughs> So it's, it's it's 24 miles to Florida Mall. Right. So for those of us who live in an area where we have to get in the car and drive anywhere, you know, especially, you know, we go to Disney and it's a 40-minute drive. So 40-minute drive to Waikiki is not a big deal for us. We certainly think if you're willing to get a, rent a car, you should stay at Alani. First of all, it gives you a beautiful, comfortable home base to go back to. But it's also very easy to get around from Alani. Alani is off of a major highway, one of the three major highways on on Oahu. And so getting from any place on the island from Alani and then back to Alani is super easy. I will say this, if you travel during rush hour, traffic is very, very bad. And again, you're talking to people who will travel on I-4 in Orlando, and this is one of the worst roads in the world for traffic so we it doesn't scare us we're used to it and getting in the car and doing stuff is not a big deal but i still recommend staying i'm going back and answer the question better (laughs) thanks i I, well here's the deal i apparently didn't do a good job we stayed in oahu or i'm sorry we stayed on waikiki beach the very first time we went there and we stayed there for a couple of days alani wasn't even open there we were yeah we were doing a preview and Waikiki is very busy. There is super high-end shopping. Hermes, um, Louis Vuitton, Prada, Chanel, all the things, all the names that you can come up with. And there are bars, and a lot of the bars are open to the street and to the beach. And we found that Waikiki was very noisy at night. And we were on the 20th floor, and I think the bar underneath waited until I started to fall asleep to dump large barrels of glass bottles into a metal container. It's it's busy all the time. And what we found is that we don't like that. Not to stay in it. Parking is unbelievably difficult. You're going to pay to park. Um, So what we found that we love is we love to stay in Alani, which is peaceful and serene and paradise and travel out and visit other parts of the island. That's my suggestion. Go see Waikiki. Go enjoy it. Have some fun at night. Go shopping. Go watch Go watch the other tourist shop. Watch what's going on. Um, there's a bar in the Outrigger Hotel called Duke's. It's named after um, the famous surfer Duke. I forget his last name. Kamehameha, Kamoramora, I forget. But the, everybody goes there to watch the sunset because the view is perfect. There's that level of activity and there's a cheesecake factory that is always full and always loud. But there are a bunch of little enclaves. One of the places we enjoy going is someplace called the Hawaiian Village. And it's all attached around a hotel and it's this little shopping enclave that we love. But I would make that a day trip. There is going to be a lot of people who disagree with what we're saying. They're going to tell you, yes, stay on on, on Waikiki. But this is our show. And I'm going to answer it better now. I'm only kidding. Um, The other thing I want to add to that is that Waikiki is um, not that big and pretty walkable. So that's the type of thing where if you went for a day, you could park your car and see all of it and walk around and see a lot of it. I'm going to guess from one end to the other... 
we're talking maybe 15 blocks. But it's 15 blocks jam-packed with stuff. There's never a lack of things to see and do. So our opinion, stay at Alani, then go over to uh, Waikiki and the North Shore, make those your day trips out from Alani. We are talking about maybe 25 miles right. apart. And again, that's what the, the point I wanted to make was this is not a big commute. And I'm sure most of you who are watching us and listening to us, your daily commutes are much longer than this, even in rush hour traffic. You know, people would say to me, oh, you're, I, would, I did most of the driving. People would say to me, who's the driver? And I said, it was me. Like, oh, you're driving at, you know, rush hour. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's very easy, very doable. All right, let's move on to our next question. The next question is, how easy, it is, how easy is it to island hop? I would love to try and see everything in Hawaii in one trip. All right, so here's the deal. First of all, you're not going to see everything in Hawaii in one trip. It's just you're not going to see everything in Oahu in one trip. So you've got to kind of get out of that mindset. I've just been three weeks there and can think of ten things I still haven't done. Island hopping, the ease of which is um, really depending on what you think is easy. Uh, I don't think it's easy at all. And there used to be ferries that took you from Oahu to uh, Maui. Maui. You know, and that was three hours, three and a half hours on a, on a ferry. Those don't run anymore. So pretty much your only option to island hop is to fly. And we had a friend come out from Maui one night to have dinner with us. And she hopped on a shuttle and she said it was great. She got to the airport, you know, a half hour early, got on her shuttle. It was a half hour flight, 40 minute flight, whatever it was. She thought it was easy. I, on the other hand, think, oh, no, now I've got to go to the airport, and I've got to get on a plane, and I've got to get up to another airport. That These are small commuter planes. Commuter planes. This does not seem easy to me, so it depends on you. If you're willing to get on a plane and go see other islands, yeah. If that's your goal, I have a very strong suggestion for you. I suggest you take the Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America, visit all of the islands, and then spend then spend a couple of days at Alani when you get back. That will take you to each of the islands and give you a taste. There is excursions and things to do at each of the islands. We enjoyed it, but it taught us that we love Oahu. If you want to see all of Hawaii, that's the best bet. Do the Pride of America. And Dreams Unlimited Travel can book that for you. Exactly. If you're going to island hop, you're still not going to see a lot. What are you going to do? You're going to spend a couple days on Maui and then... Not even. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to see a lot, even when you island hop. If you've ever done a Mediterranean cruise, it's kind of like that. You get to go to certain places, but you get to spend a couple of hours in each one. Um, I mean, if you were looking to maybe split your vacation and do half on Oahu and half at Maui, that could be an option for you for sure. But again, I don't think you're going to... I think people might have a misconception about how easy it is to get to island, 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 you know, and it's just not that easy, in my opinion. All right, let's move on to our final question, which we kind of answered already. It says, I hear the food is expensive at Alani and not that great. How do you eat well when traveling to Alani? So, you know, I think like anything else at Alani, the food is hit or miss. We've had some incredible meals. We talk about Ama Ama for breakfast, one of our favorite meals when we go on vacation. We've done it. We did it twice this trip. And it is certainly not inexpensive. It's on the expensive side. However, it I is... I would think 25 to $30 per person for breakfast. It is a beautiful location. You have an incredible view. It's and unparalleled. You, and you've got good food. The flip side of that is we do not care for Ama Ama for dinner. We didn't care for the food. We thought the food was overpriced for what we received. And overly fussy. And, again, you're talking about nighttime in this beautiful location. You can't see outside of the restaurant. So that kind of gets taken away. So, again... Ama Ama only has one wall. And that's the wall that surrounds the kitchen. The rest of it is open on three sides. Now, it's covered, and you're not going to get wet if it rains, but it's an open-air restaurant. And it's... It's lovely. We just think it's for breakfast. 
you know, you talk about the Ulu Cafe. The Ulu Cafe has some really nice choices. And you could make choices that wouldn't break the bank. So, again, you've got to really look at what's hit or miss. Um, we did a Makahiki, which is the buffet restaurant. Um, it was fun for the character interaction. I didn't think the food was great. But we've it's mentioned, a Disney buffet. Yeah, it's a Disney buffet. Interesting about that buffet is it does um, cater to the Japanese market, so there are some unusual items on that. So, Especially at breakfast. You know, as far as the quality of the food, again, it's really about finding what you like and eating what you like. We certainly can do it. Uh, is it expensive? Yes, it's expensive. But we also want to make sure you know that there are other options available to you. Things we mentioned in a previous question about walking across the street to certain restaurants or taking an Uber to other places. Other than the flight and maybe car rental, going to Alani is not more expensive than going to Disney and eating. If, you, if you've stayed at the Disney hotel and eaten on property, you understand what you're up, up for. So the good, really good thing about Alani, too, is that um, there are... You talk about eating, uh, eating well... There are options for you to, to, to do that in that there are places where you can shop. So maybe you don't have a room with a full kitchen and you just have a refrigerator. You can get cereal and fruit and milk and juice to have breakfast in your room. Save yourself a little money. Something you would do at a Disney resort, right? Make one of your meals be a stay in the resort meal. So that you're not going out to eat and spending that money. There are also grab-and-go locations. There's um, a burger shack in the middle of what they call the valley. That's the the pool area between the two towers. And you can go get hotels and chicken sandwiches and things. Hotels? The hotel towers. Oh. Right. Keep going. All right. So, you know, again, you had think about this in the terms of what you would do at a Disney resort. You know, maybe the Disney resort, you are going to have a car and you're going to eat off property. At Alani, you would go and eat somewhere else. Would you, you know, then for one of your meals, instead of eating in the park, are you going to step outside the park? Same thing is true for Alani. Yes, I'm going to say, say this over and over and over again. The food is expensive. But... You're at a Disney resort, and you're on a walk. In a wealthy neighborhood. Yep. It's, you know, it is what it is, and you have to sort of budget for that as well. As far as eating well, I think you can eat well. There's a lot of great choices there, a lot of really excellent food available to you. Um, you just have to put a little effort into it. And again, this is too much information for one show, so what we're going to do is we're going to try to put together a show that talks about the places we ate, uh, at Alani, around Alani, how we got there, what we thought of the food, and the pricing of the food there. So give you some choices for when you decide to go. In Disney speak, we have a must-do if you're going to Oahu. Ooh. All right, we're going to leave that tease right there for another show. Um, thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We truly appreciate it. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>